Welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. All right, guys. Uh, hello. Just waiting for the audience to populate. Hi, Bilal. Hi, Rob. Uh, hi, DX. Salimi. Hello. Uh, it's Meds. Bonita. Hi, Mesh. Hello. Hello, everyone. So, listen, this is the this is episode number 41 of the Ask Me Anything series. Every Tuesday, around this sort of time, I tune in to answer your questions. Uh, anything relating to dating, your social life, any boundaries that you feel like you are constantly coming across, any hurdles, hurdles, because if you think of it as a hurdle, you're thinking yourself jumping over, right? And I'm going to help you, I'm going to guide you over that process, through that process, hopefully tonight. Um, hi, Brian. Byron. Um, what are they? What are your issues? What are the problems? How can I help you? Um, what I wanted to do tonight, I actually wanted to talk about something that came up in one of my meetings uh, earlier on today. I actually had a meeting with um, Forbes magazine and um, what I wanted to talk about is the nature of traveling on your own and why that's important, right? Why everyone should try that once in their lifetime. Um, the earliest point I can recall that happening and it wasn't necessarily I was traveling on my own it was what I would say probably the last kind of family holiday that I went on and um, you know what was I probably like 16 17 and uh, where I just kind of was at an age where I was sort of striving for a bit of independence um, but I think my mother really wanted to kind of keep this sort of family holiday thing kind of going and um, I said to her I was like look I don't want to do any family holidays anymore right and I remember I came back from school and she booked a holiday that all of the family are going on. She goes, right, okay, I've booked a holiday. We're going to Magaluf. <laughs> right? Like, for those that don't know what that is or where that is, um, you know, it's just a war zone place where youngsters go to party, um, get absolutely drunk on cheap alcohol. Um, it's... It's a trashy place, right? But bless my mum, she obviously went online and looked for something that would be more appealing for someone of my age group. And, um, you know, it was just ridiculous. Like, we ended up going to this... Um, <laughs> going to this party island with my family. And it just becomes so apparent that, OK, there's many people around the same sort of age as me or just a little bit above. Now, I've got two choices... Do I sit and stay with my family through the whole week just laying on the beach, like feeling frustrated and, and um, angered that I can't, that I'm not allowing myself to join in with all the activities? Or do I get out of my comfort zone, right? Go out, meet people my age on my own, right? And have a completely different experience altogether. Okay, and that's exactly what I did. 
Okay, it was quite a remarkable experience, actually. And I actually think it was quite instrumental to uh, my growth and my own self-development because it really gave me a strong reference of when I went out there and I was completely kind of on my own, you know, I found people to be sociable. I found people to actually want to include me in their groups and their activities, um, you know, their parties uh, and everything that was kind of going on. And... To be honest, I had a fantastic week. I mean, you know, who wouldn't at that age in that sort of environment? You know, obviously I wouldn't dream of going back to somewhere like that now. It was just too chaotic. But what was great about it is it got me out of my comfort zone. You know, I was completely on my own there, really. And, um, you know, I met so many different people. And what's really good about that, if, if you kind of can force yourself out of your comfort zone, especially when, when you're on holiday or, or you're on vacation, is that you, when you come back to your own city, your own town, you kind of feel like, you know, you've kind of still got a bit of momentum in you. So I've kind of got that kind of social energy. And that's why I kind of coined the term that social snowball, right? You start realizing there's muscles in your body, some social muscles in your body that weren't really there before. And what's great about it is you've now got a reference of, you know, when you've used them and, and all of the fruits that have come from using it. So when you are traveling on your own, whether you're traveling for business, whether you're traveling for pleasure, or maybe you don't do enough traveling, right? Book, book a flight somewhere on your own and use that experience to come out of yourself, right? I think that is such an instrumental thing to becoming more confident with yourself, right? Going out there into any sort of social climate. Okay. Um, right. Let me, there's a few more people that have joined now. So I'm just going to say hello to a few people. And then if anyone's got any, got any or had any questions, we'll obviously go through them. Um, guys, if, if you, if you're tuning in right now and you see that little question box down at the bottom there, that is where you put your questions. So if you've got a question at all throughout me, um, doing this broadcast, just pop it in there and I'll, I'll click through them and I'll, I'll answer them as we go along, okay? So, hi, Dale. Dale is um, my stylist on the team. Uh, Dale, I know you tried to call me earlier. Don't worry, I'll be giving you a call back. Um, hi, Joel. Uh, Rob Besser, yeah. <laughs> hi, hi, Daisy. Um, I will be giving you uh, uh, some tips on that in a minute. Hi, Alkin. Uh, hi, Seb. Hi, Bilal. Hi, Rose. Hi, Raul. Okay, cool. I think that's up to date. Right. So, first question from Bilal. How do you get a girl to fall in love with you emotionally? Okay. Now, what we know about being emotionally involved in someone, I mean, you can't, first of all, you can't be emotionally involved with someone without someone right? That's called lust, right? You can't, you can't have an emotional connection with, with someone without someone, right? So let's say you have got someone, you're spending more time with someone, there's a bit of momentum, there's a bit of a timeline of events and stories that are going on between you, you two, right? So what I'm trying to pull out from what I just said there is there needs to be a timeline, right? There's no quick process to get getting someone emotionally involved with you, right? You need to spend more time. You need to actually move the conversation from the surface level, right? Surface level being that kind of chit chat, 
um, pub kind of conversation to actual meaningful conversation, deep conversation, talking about feelings, talking about emotion, you know, having positive experiences with this person, right? All of this can happen in a timeline, right? But you have to go deep. You have to take it beneath the surface. Think of all the sort of friendships that you have that actually mean something to you, right? Why do they mean something? Because there's a story there. Maybe you've experienced with the individual. Maybe that you've been vulnerable enough to share certain intimate things about your life. Notice what I said there. Be vulnerable enough to share intimate things about your life. If you can do that for someone, right, and feel safe enough to do that for someone, chances are that will be reciprocated and you'll have more of a kind of a stronger bond, okay? Another thing you can do is understand how you can communicate your love for someone um, in, in, in a better way, right? So think about caring and think about nurture and how could you communicate that you care for this person? You know, maybe, maybe if you start to live with this person or spend more time around each other's houses, you know, maybe you start to cook for each other, right? Maybe you start to cook for them. Maybe you wake up a little bit early in the morning and you make them breakfast, you make them coffee and you, have, you make them their, their, their favorite breakfast and their coffee just how they like it. You know, maybe they come back from work and you run them a bath. You know, maybe maybe you, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't have to be an occasion, but you know what? You just turn up to their house with some flowers just because to make their apartment look nice. Like all of these kind of things are like lovely little gestures of care and that there's some thought behind these, these things that you're doing. Notice that these aren't expensive things. They're just things that involve thought. They're gestures that involve thought, okay? So these are just a couple of things off the top of my head that I'm kind of kind of sharing with you. But most importantly here, it's showing that you are consistent, right, with this behavior. It's not just you're behaving like that to get something out of it, right? And that will then build trust, right? They'll also become aware that you're doing this unconditionally. You know, we often talk about unconditional love. But what is that? There is no, there's no, you're not doing this gesture for a transaction. You understand? Okay, so the more that you're giving, yeah, the, I, I believe that the more you will be appreciated, right? That's not to be a doormat either, right? If someone, let me just include this in the answer to your question. If someone oversteps a boundary or shows disrespect, right, you have to, you have to let them know that that's not okay, okay? You cannot keep on, you know, giving these sort of gestures if someone isn't respecting you. Okay, so that's just something I want to put out there too. So, Bilal, I really love that question. I think it's an important question because as we get good at this, you know what? We're all in this for the same reasons. We want to strive for companionship. We want to have companionship. You know, if we can build attraction, we can build comfort with people. At the end of the day, we want that someone to share life experiences with, and you can't really have that with someone that you don't have an emotional connection with. Well, you can, but it's not really going to, you know, it's going to feel a little bit empty. Yeah. Blau, thanks for the question. I think that was a great one. Uh, right, let me scroll down. I'm glad some of you guys are already using that question box down there. If you just join in, remember there's a question box down here. You can ask me anything. Uh, hence the, the name of this broadcast is the Ask Me Anything series. This is the 41st one I've done. I had an amazing um, workshop on Saturday, by the way. If you guys saw my stories, you saw some of the results the guys were getting. Also, check out my timeline as well, because I did post up some of the workshop highlights there. 
um, had a fantastic moment where a guy actually approached a girl, um, you know, overcome his fears. This was a, never done this before, by the way. You know, and this is a common theme. A lot of the guys I work with have not done this before, right? He approached a girl, right, came back to me. I could see it was going really well. And I go, oh, how did it go? And he goes, oh, yeah, it went really well. Uh, I go, so what is she saying? And she goes, well, she goes, I go, did you go for a number? He goes, well, yeah, I, I went for a number. But she says, I could only have the number if I take her for a drink. And I go, right. I looked at him and I was like, so what are you doing here? <laughs> So it was a funny moment where he, he, the guy kind of realised he was scared of success, right? It was a really funny moment. And that might be something that you guys are in fear of as well, where you think, like, it's going so well and almost you've, you're in a bit of disbelief and you tend to self-sabotage, right? Because you don't want to realise the success. So um, there was a bit of resistance involved. But I go, look, you've got to take this girl for a drink. It's the fairy tale, Right? She's basically asked you to take her for a drink because she's, she's fond of you. She's enjoyed the interaction, right? But by this time, she, she'd walked up the road. I mean, she'd picked up a bit of a pace. And uh, I literally, I was like, you've got to do it. You've got to go again. And he wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it. So I literally grabbed his arm and ran with him down the street. <laughs> and he finally found her. And, um, yeah, he interacted with her again. He said, listen, my friend says I'm, I'm, I'm ridiculous for not taking you up on the offer of... Uh, going for a drink so I've I fucked off my friends and I'm here to take you out for a drink she absolutely loved it again the video is on my timeline you can see this and uh, they go and have a drink together you know this is like we, we we overran on time on the workshop right so we only did two hours of the daytime approaching so within two hours right he's able to over he's, he's been able to overcome his fears but not only that He's been able to speak to a girl on the street for the first time and take her on a date. I mean, guys, this is remarkable. This could happen in your day too, yeah? It, uh, he was only doing this for two hours, the first time in his entire life, two hours, and he's managed to get a girl on a date, right? So think about that. Opportunity is everywhere. You hear me say that a lot. Opportunity is everywhere. You just need to be awake to it. And don't be selfish like, oh, what if this, what if that? Just go and find out. Go and find out, okay? If you're still having problems, if you have been giving it a go and you, you, you've gone out with good intentions to try and approach someone but you just can't get your head into it, come and speak to me and I will help you. Right, we'll get you on a workshop. We'll remove those blocks and those those boundaries in your head, and we'll get you into the into the playing field. Right, the more of you guys that know how to approach women correctly in the right way, right, the more happiness we're going to see in the world. The more more like successful relationships we're going to see. Um, so you know, if you become great at this, guys, you know the the, the sky's the limit. Okay. And the next one is at the end of February, uh, end of March, by the way. So I think it's 29th of March. I have to double check the date, but johnnycassell.com forward slash workshops. Okay. johnnycassell.com forward slash workshops to get you on the next one there. Right. Let's have a look. What questions have we got here? Daisy says, How do you approach guys at the gym? P.S. I'm single again. I love this. I love this question. Um, why am I having problems with this? Okay, cool. The, the, the thing is with the gym, I think it's it's easier for girls to be approached in the gym. Um, guys are... The, most guys I've spoke to 
are really concerned about doing this correctly because they don't want to come across as a sleazeball in the gym. They don't want to come across as someone that is interrupting or being a pervert, right? Um, but if you're doing a class, for example, I would suggest just turning up five minutes earlier. Maybe it's a yoga class. Maybe it's like a, a, more, a class that's more kind of orientated towards like a mixed group. You know, maybe it's like a strength training um, thing. Maybe it's a boxer size class. Turn up five minutes earlier, you know, just to get ready, put on your wraps or put down your yoga mat or whatever. And then, you know, stay maybe like two or three minutes at the end. And think of this as a long-term view, right? Actually look, look to see, look to make friends in this environment that you are now frequenting a lot. Because it just makes sense, right? If you're frequenting a certain environment, right, a lot, then it makes sense that you have some sort of social capital in that place, right? You want to develop friendships. So look to develop friendships first. And I also think that that will remove the, the, the pressure in order for you to kind of hit on someone. I think just um, because, because realistically, you know, you don't want to create any awkward moments, right? You don't want to make a pass at a guy or a guy make a pass on you. And then this is still an environment that you're going in week in, week out. And there's that awkwardness. So I, I believe to look to kind of be more sociable in that environment, be more sociable with your gym instructor, the reception team. I don't know if there's a cafe or a juice bar in there as well. Appear to be the more social one of the, the, the group of the gym and you will appear more approachable, okay? I think that's a really good tip there. Appear to be more sociable, and then you will appear to be more approachable, okay? Um, but great, great question, Daisy. Also as well, if you go onto my website, johnnycassell.com forward slash products, I wrote a whole uh, guide on how to actually meet someone at the gym, okay? So there's some really great social tips on how to do that. Uh, but thank you, great, great question there, Daisy. Um, and I love the fact that came from a woman, right? So guys, women want to be approached in the gym, right? Women want to be approached at the gym. You know, you hear it from the horse's mouth right here, okay? Opportunities everywhere. Hi, Lucas. Hi, Yala. Seb says, how can uh, I deflect negativity? I was trading and I told my housemate of the system and he was really negative and it put me off and fucked up my success and focus. Just remove negativity, right? Just as much as you can. Negative thoughts, negative language you're, you're using towards others, negative people. Just get in. Just get on the campaign of removing this because, pardon me, it's not constructive to, to what you want to achieve. And as you say, it's it's taking your focus off of things. It's really difficult to remove absolutely everything that's negative because you're always going to get people that have an opinion. It's their right to have an opinion, right? But if you feel like someone isn't a value adder, then do you know what? Just distance yourself away from that individual, okay? Um, and in terms of getting your mind back on focus, try meditating, Okay, try meditating. Now, I probably don't look like a dude that does any sort of meditating, um, but I do now and again. If I feel like I've got something where my mind's a little bit too busy, then I'll just kind of take a step back from whatever that thing is, focus on a certain part of my body, maybe like the end of my fingertip, you know, just some meaningless part of my body. <laughs> well, every part of my body has a, has a meaning, <laughs> has a purpose, but you know what I mean. Just kind of take, take my focus off, you know, all that busyness in the mind and then just focus on my breathing. You know, you don't really have to get too technical with, with the meditation thing, guys. There's a lot of great guided um, meditation 
uh, things on YouTube. Um, many of my team members really, you know, swear by meditation. Like Dale, Dale our stylist, loves meditation. Uh, Dan does a lot of meditation. I think if Adrian's still watching, I'm sure he does a bit as well. You know, um, if you're having problems with negativity or your own negative thoughts, that's a great way to kind of sort of get back and, and center yourself. Okay. Uh, so thank you, Seth, for the question. Hi, Neil. Welcome back, buddy. Um, Seb asks, is that a new place? It's it's not a new place. It's the same place. Uh, we're painting the whole building at the moment. So I'm in a different room today. Um, I'm really excited. My room my, my room is going to be done um, on by tomorrow. And so, yeah, we'll be back in there for next week. Don't you worry about that. Uh, yeah, I'm very well, Neil. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Seb says, how do you visualize good things after people try to talk down on your plans? Look, it's like this. Okay, I'll give you an example. Look at my job, right? My job is not the conventional kind of, I mean, who does this? For fuck's sake, you know? <laughs> That's why so much skepticism around this sort of industry, because it's a very odd job. Right now, when I first started um, working in this area, I was working in my family business. Right, some of you know you've been following me some time. I often talk about that. I, I I was working in my family business nine to five, and then in the evenings I was working with clients. Right, and when I first started, I was you know my father was learning about what I was doing, and he goes, you just couldn't work it out. And I remember his exact words. He goes. Why do you want to do that? It's it's just a pie in the sky, right? Pie in the sky meaning like it's it's a nothing. Like what what are you doing, right? And over time, as he started seeing me get more busy and my brand was building, I was getting like I mean I was turning up to work super tired because I was doing I was literally doing every day nine to five, seven to one, nine to five, seven to one, nine to five, seven to one. Like I was doing that for for months and it was coming on to years and then it got to a point where I had complete exhaustion and something had to change right? something had to change and it was I had to let go of the family business I had to move away from it right? in order for me to have more time that I could allocate to building up this business um, you know, promoting myself making more content and serving more clients okay? so I had an uncomfortable moment and um, it was a very emotional time for me where actually I had to go and talk to my dad. I was like, listen, like something I need to do is I need to go and work on, on what I'm doing here. I need more time. And um, he turned around and he goes, look, well, I can see that, you know, what you're doing is it's going somewhere and, you know, we'll always be here if there's ever, if, if, if things don't work out, you know? And it was such an emotional moment because, you know, here is a man that's built up a business and, you know, with, with in mind to maybe one day pass it down to a family member. And I'm not ruling that out. Maybe one day we'll, we'll still do that. Um, but why I'm sharing this story is because people or if, if you can't see something, then people will have their opinion. People will have a negative opinion. Like my father had a negative opinion, first of all, on what I was doing, Right. But now every time I meet him, he always, you know, he always tells me how proud he is of me, right? Because I believed in myself. I believed in myself so much to create something and build something that others from the outside could then believe in me, okay? So you, you, you just, you just got to factor in. Everyone has an opinion, right? Everyone has, has an opinion. But you really got to listen to your vision up here. 
You've got to, you've got to, you've just got to go for it. You've just got to go for it. And you don't worry about things not working out because there'll always be something else. You know, try something out for a certain period, right? If it doesn't work out, then just do something else. It's like these Ask Me Anything series. Sometimes you, know, I'll jump on. Maybe if, if, if the first five didn't work out, I, didn't, I weren't really enjoying them. Do you know what? Okay, I'll try something else. Boom. Does it matter? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. There'll always be something else to do. But like I say, just, just believe in yourself. Believe in yourself to such a level where you can build something, then others can then see what was in there. The problem is they can't see what's in there. They can't see what's in there, right? You're trying to describe something to someone, they don't get it, they haven't got a reference of it. But once you start building, you start creating something, you've got something to show, then people can start believing because they can see the rep, they can now gain a reference, okay? So that's my story. That's my story of how, you know, the, the challenges I had, um, you know, growing up, you know, trying to create this thing that I am now, okay? Um, but thanks, Seb. I think that's a great question. Um, thank you. And I hope everyone listening um, uh, resonated with that too. Uh, hi, Neil. Hi, Tallinn. Hi, Ivan. Hi, Elvis. How are you getting on, Elvis? I'd love to hear from you. Hey, look, I'm just, just in the middle of decorating my apartment. You've done an amazing picture of me. Elvis is uh, a client of mine, and he's the, like, check out Elvis Neil. Um, he does some amazing illustrations. I need that illustration now, buddy. That needs to go on the wall. Can you send it over for me, please? I would, I would, I would appreciate it. It needs to go on the wall. <laughs> ILF. Um, Seb says again, all right, how do you let someone know they are overstepped your boundary? And do you do it in private or will they disrespect you in public? That's a great question. It's a great question. I think it's definitely a bit, I think it's definitely a more um, socially intelligent maneuver to maybe ask someone if you could have a quiet word with them, if you're out in public, right? You might go, oh, Steve, Steve, you know, Steve shitted on you in, in public, right? Made you look like an idiot or something. And, um, you know, you just get to a point at night, you just go, Steve, can I just have a quiet, quiet word of you for a moment? And you pull him away from, yeah, and you're showing, you're showing a level of social intuition because you're not going to take a leaf out of his book and make him look like a dick in front of everyone else, Right. You're just going to pull them aside, let them know that, you know, there was, there was a boundary that's been crossed and how you feel about that, right? And that's what you need to do, okay? Um, so preferably, you know, m m my opinion is to try to isolate the situation and, and do it in private. But what I'm trying to say here, you have to let them know. You cannot be passive with someone who has crossed a boundary or has disrespected you, okay? Um, you've got to let them know, okay? But you've, um, because they're not going to learn. They're not going to learn. Whether it's for your friends, with your, your, your intimate relationships, you know, it's about communication. There's that word again, communication. What does it mean? Well, here's an example. It's about communicating someone's crossed the boundary, right? And if they continue to cross the boundary, cross the boundary, cross the boundary, then you really do have to question your relationship you're having with them, right? Seb, another great question. Well done. Seb says also, do things get better after missing out on a girl? Uh, yes, things do get better. You've got to have an abundant mindset, right? Think laterally. Think laterally, okay? 
You've got to fill up your pipeline. You've got to fill up the, your, you've got to create a social ecosystem that is constantly allowing you to meet more and more people. With the, with the, the lack of a social ecosystem, right, you'll become needy, right? You'll become needy because you've got lack of opportunity, okay? Neediness comes from lack of opportunity, okay? So create more of a social ecosystem so you can have more opportunity to meet new people. Okay. Hi, Sasha. Got to see you play. Um, guys, if you're into your dance music, your deep house, go and give Sasha uh, a, a follow. Um, he's a fantastic DJ and, um, you know, he really plays that nice sort of a deep house, emotional, melodic kind of sound. Um, always got love for that kind of music. So give Sasha a, a follow. Cheers, uh, Adrian. Uh, right. Bilal's got a great question here. He asks, why do girls love bad boys? <laughs> why do girls love bad boys? I'll tell you why, okay? And it's the same reason they like good guys, okay? You may have, you may have heard me say this before. There's three types of guys you could possibly be, okay? And you might be able to self-identify with which one you may be right now, which one you have been in the past, or the one you are now. Okay, now you've got the good guy, the bad guy, and the nice guy. Okay, now the good guy and the bad guy, what's their similarity? Is they're both unapologetic for their actions. I'm going to say that again. Okay, and this is to answer your question why do girls love bad boys? Because they're unapologetic for their actions. Okay, but guess what? The good guy is too. The good guy is unapologetic for his actions. Well, what about the nice guy then? What's the nice guy? Who is the nice guy? The nice guy is apologetic for his actions. He's passive. He doesn't communicate when someone's overstepped a boundary or someone's value isn't aligned with them. He's the doormat, right? He's the guy that just takes shit and is disrespected all the time and is a walkover. Why is he doing that? Because he's too scared of losing her, right? He's too scared of losing her. The reality is the moment that you've allowed someone to disrespect you and you haven't communicated that, you've already lost her because she's not attracted anymore. Let me tell you this. If you lose respect, you lose attraction. Okay. So the good guy and the bad guy, they're both unapologetic. Obviously the bad guy, you know, maybe he treats her like shit, right? Maybe he's not really going anywhere in life, right? Maybe he's cheating on her or whatever. But he's unapologetic about it. He's just doing that, right? The good guy, you know, he's unapologetic for his actions, but you know what he's doing? He's building something. He's building a future. He's building a safety net. He's doing all of the right things, right? But he's not passive, okay? So great question there, Bilal. Um, you, know, you don't need to be the bad guy. I, 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 would, I, would, I would encourage you guys to be the good guy. Okay. Hi, Ido. Hi, G. Hoddy. Hi, Dream Reality. Really enjoying the questions so far, guys. I think there's a great, uh, a great level of quality in your in your questions. Um, right, Seb. How do you meditate? Um, easiest thing, buddy. There's so much content on meditation. Go on to YouTube and just give that a Google. 
and there's so much content on it. Hi, Sophie. Hi, Dan. Right, let me just grab one of these questions from the question box. Icon says... Oh, let me just... I can just click on that. Icon says, do you think night game has changed? How do we pat... How do we pattern break and stand out? Oh, in... I don't know what that what that last bit says. Um, do I think Night Game has changed? I don't think the landscape... Do I think it's changed? Has it changed? Um, I think the way that night, certain events have, are being promoted in the nightlife space has changed, most certainly. I mean, the big argument is funny. Like, people think because of social media, people are being less social. It's just not true. It's just not true. People are being more social because of social media, right? Because we we are able to see what events are going on. We're able to market to more and more people. I mean, every event I go to, I mean, it's absolutely packed, right? Um, but look, here's the deal. If you feel, look, example, the book, The Game, for example, like most, most men in in self-development. Most men that take an interest in wanting to meet, meet women, at some point they have read the book, The Game. Now, if you go out there and you use these canned lines, you know, there might, might um, enough time might have passed now that people aren't going to pick up on these lines, right? But there was a time when I read that book and I, you know, when I was just very new to going out, and um, interacting in such ways. I was using a bit of canned material, but then you've, I've become very conscious of how many people are saying this stuff? How many people are saying these lines, you know? And will she call me out that she's heard this before, right? So I think what you need to do, and I'm very conscious about this, when I'm teaching, I don't really teach canned material, okay? I teach the mechanisms. I teach the mechanisms of what gets a response, right? What gets someone want to see you again, right? And I help you understand that mechanism and that principle. So in effect, you can really create your own content. And that's something we do on the workshops. We actually create our own unique content we can actually go and use in the nightlife space. On my seven-day program, uh, we do a lot of this. You know, we do seven days, seven nights, back-to-back, and um, it's natural. It just comes naturally, okay? Um, but yeah, I just don't think, I don't think the night game has sort of changed dramatically. I think as you get older, you know, your appetite for uh, what you want to do in the, in the evening perhaps changes and becomes more refined. You, know, you refine your music taste, therefore you sort of laser target the sort of environments that you want to kind of be in rather than put up with, you know, your, your mate's, selection and taste of music um you know you'd never really find me in a in a sort of a, um a venue that's playing commercial music unless i was probably at a stag do <laughs> right but it's definitely not um my my preference or my choice so you know as i just feel as you get older it's quite subjective you know you 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 kind of your appetite kind of changes um but thank you for the question buddy Right, we've got more questions here. Um, hi, Sniper Wolf. 
Good to have you back. Thank you for the review. And guys, by the way, if you've been watching these broadcasts for some some weeks and you really are getting value from it, I like to hear about it. I like to hear what sort of value you're getting. I like to hear your success stories. Um, and if if some of you would be kind enough to just go on iTunes, perhaps, and just leave a review of um, because I I repurpose these on as a, as a as a podcast, as I'm sure you guys know. So if you go onto iTunes and type in the Johnny Cassell Show. There'll be an option to review this, okay? So if you could just like let people know what you got out of it, and you, since you've been watching, what's been able to change, and what sort of positivities positivities happened in your life, that'd be fantastic. Um, hi, Ankush. Bilal says I've fallen in love with a girl who is a stripper, but she don't want to stop her work. How do I get her to stop? Well, Bilal, you fell in love with the stripper. You fell in love with who she is. Okay, um, I don't believe you should want to change that, right? She should want to change that, and she should want to change that when she feels that the time is right. You know, um, yeah, you got to be careful when you when you come to wanting to change someone's personality, change who they are. You know, there's a reason why you fell in love with this stripper. You know, you had this fantasy, you had this idea of meeting this person with. Um, such stature why do you want to change her right she's got to want to change herself for both of you right if you feel like it's a confliction if if she feels like it's a problem in the dynamic between you and them right I think if it is a problem for you get it out on the table just tell her go you know what like when we first met you know it was it really, it really turned me on what you did, you know, and I found, I think, you know, to see you in your space of work and see your confidence in that area, you know, um, I was really attracted to it. And as I got to know you and as, as, as time's gone on, um, part of me's felt a bit, a bit uncomfortable about it. Um, I'm not asking you to change. I just want to get my feelings out on the table and where I'm at. Now, I think that is a much better way to share your concerns as opposed to try and like change someone you know you've communicated again there's that word it's communication again you've communicated your concerns right most problems happen in relationships when you don't communicate your feelings your desires your wants um your non-negotiables and here's an example you became uncomfortable you've become uncomfortable with Bilal so get out on the table let her know with similar language to what I've just said. Remember, this is going to be recorded, so if you didn't quite catch that, you can watch it back. Um, this is up for 24 hours, okay? And then it'll be up on as, as a podcast. Seb says, how do, you, how do you build strength to walk away from bad friends? Um, great question. I feel that I always learn from the consequence of not doing, okay? So think about it. What is the consequence of not walking away from bad friends? They're going to create problems in your life, right? They're going to distract you. Um, they're going to move you further away from your goals, okay? So, for me, that's more a motivator than anything. So, you've got to walk, you've got to step back, position them in a different area of your life. Just start spending less and less time. Maybe make it a gradual thing. Um, you just got to do it. Just hold your head up high, puff your chest out and just, just focus on you. Maybe write down your goals and, you know, just, just understand that it's going to take a different, 
a different circle of people to help you achieve those goals than the circle you may already have around you. And if that circle around you aren't being constructive and, and positive and, you know, adding value to you in such ways, then you know what? You've got to make room for people that can. Okay? All right, Seth, that's a great question. La, 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 let me explain. <laughs> I love that handle. Um, hi, Jerry. Hi, Dan. Yep, but I just answered your question, buddy. Um, hi, Happy Saini. <laughs> Sniper Wolf, I'm in love with a stripper. <laughs> oh my God, amazing. <laughs> that should be your ringtone for when she calls you. I'm in love with a stripper. <laughs> Um, Sniper Wolf says here's a question for you I've arranged for a date from when I come back from deployment is it still worth talking to other women and get a feel just in case it doesn't work out um, sure you know you're not exclusive to this person are you you know keep your options open you know you can't you can't become exclusive to someone um, when they're not kind of you know they're not they're not kind of that, that deal's just not on the table right now is it you know, and that's where heartbreak can really sort of kick in when you've kind of developed this idea of what something is in your head by like giving someone exclusivity before you haven't kind of earned it, right? They haven't earned it, right? Just don't don't start. Do not allow yourself to be in a relationship with someone before it is it is even in it is even. Can't get my words out. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Don't allow yourself to start thinking you're in a relationship with someone when you're not, okay? You've got to let the timeline unfold. Like, as I said earlier at the start of this broadcast, you've got that, that timeline has to exist, okay? So thanks for the question, Sniper Wolf. Um, Bilal says, the problem is she's on cocaine with customers all the time and she's coming to, to our home. Hi, do you think she is cheating? Um, Bilal, this, this is... Um, this is a problem, you know. Um, when you got when you got when you got a girl like that, that's doing loads of blow. Um, I mean, I, you don't know, you don't know, and this is the problem, Blau. It's, it, it's it's the problem that people have, like I have, when people are dating me. You know, if I'm if I didn't pick up a call or I'm a bit like late home, I'm half hour. Uh, hi, Karina, <laughs> love you. Um, if, if the problem I have is I, I was I was described dating me is like dating a stripper, right? But the irony is I'm the safest person you can date, okay? But why I say that is because when you date a stripper, right, or someone that works in a similar industry, then if they don't come home on time or they come home half an hour late or maybe a few hours late, your mind's going to start wandering, your mind's going to start thinking something is happening. And wherever it is or it isn't, that's not a healthy place for your mind to be in. And whether you can digest the fact that that is going on, right? If you think your relationship, you can handle that within your relationship or your relationship with her could survive with that sort of stuff going on, then you need to talk, you need to communicate. You need to have, you need to make her feel safe enough to be vulnerable enough to communicate to you what is happening when she's not coming home on time or she's spending longer out than, you know, she, 
she normally does, okay? Um, but, you know, when, when drugs are involved, um, it's not her, it's the drug, you know? The, the drug's in control, okay? Um, it's up to you, Bilal. You know, I, 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 I know you're stimulated by um, these sort of women, but, you know, it's, it goes hand in hand. You've, um, it's part of the parcel, right? I think, I, think, I think what you asked earlier about you fe- communicating to her, about feeling uncomfortable about her job, I think you need to communicate that to her. You can't tell her to stop, okay? But you just communicate that you're uncomfortable. And if, she, if she's into you, right, if she's got feelings for you, then she, she's heard your message, right? She's heard your message. And um, she'll do what it takes to, to, to make you both work, you know? Um, but, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, right? I mean, anyone else would probably tell you to walk away. I mean, you've got that option. You've completely got that option if, 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 if you feel like the respect isn't there. Um, but communicate first, all right? Sprinkle your sparkle. Hello. Um, <laughs> uh, hi, Yoli Ram. Sniper Wolf says, run for the hills, Bilal, seriously. Um... Is Bilal, let her go and let her strip in peace. <laughs> Seb. <laughs> oh, God. Bilal. Seb says, Bilal, be the drug. Be the drug. Well, it does become that. If you are, you know, because if you're able to have an emotional connection with someone, you know, you're stroking those dopamine receptors, right? You know, have you ever had that? You feel so addicted and obsessed with someone, you know? And that can happen. That happens when you, you've got that kind of chemistry with someone. Uh, Balboa, hello. Boss minded, hello. A caramel boy. Oh, that boy. Flip that round. So, caramel boy. How's London? Yeah, how, London is amazing. Um, you know, it's 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 a great place to live. Um, I've had a lot of fun here. I made a lot of friends over the years. The workshops are going really well. And uh, guys, listen, if you want to come on the next workshop, right, or if you're curious about what's involved, I talk about this workshop a lot, maybe I'm not communicating what's involved in this workshop enough, right, um, hit me up, reach out to me, ask me, ask me what's involved, open, uh, be open with me, what you're, what you're struggling with, okay? Look, if, if an hour of my time every week is helping you get get this far, just an hour of my time, just speaking to you through the video, can you imagine what one-on-one time with me is going to be like, right? And my team? <laughs> Work it out for yourself, guys, you know. Um, the, the next workshop is March 29th, and it is a 12-hour immersive experience for myself and my team here in London. You get to go out with me. You get to go out and meet real people. And that, if that's something you've never done, right, to have that sort of guidance, you know, by your side, um, is invaluable, okay? We do that in the day and we do it in the evening. It's packed full of juicy theory. Um, you know, you get, you, you get that support network. You get, you, get, you, get, you get a safe place where you can actually discuss, you know, your issues, right? And um, really, you know, what else is better than that, you know? Seb says, that's the most 
that's the most bossed up phone stand, Johnny. Damn, you don't skip on quality. <laughs> Authentic um, podcast. Check out Authentic Dating Series. They do a podcast as well. They had me on there. Um, so, yeah, give them a follow. Good to have you guys on. Um, King Viani, hello. I think we just had a question here. Let's have a look. Lucas says, how do you stop being a nice guy? You stop being passive, right? You take your balls out of your stomach and you let someone know when they've crossed the line, okay? I think we both test each other in relationships, men and women, right? We're constantly testing each other, we're challenging each other, and we also need to remind each other where the line is and give them that pushback, okay? Um, so yeah, that's the way. Stop being apologetic for your actions. That's what I said earlier. Thanks for the question. Great one. Oh, a client has just tried to call me. Um, pre, uh, former client who was on the cover of Forbes magazine. I'll give him a call back in a moment. Hi, Donna. Hi, Alfonso. Balao. What are you talking about here? How do I have sex with three girls at the same time? I want to have sex here and two of us stripper friends. <sighs> Fucking hell, man. <laughs> Blau, you've got to communicate. If you've got these sort of desires, right, these fantasies, you've got to communicate them to, you've got to communicate them to, to the girl, okay? But I think it should be something that you both go on to a journey to explore. And I do feel you need to open your mind up to also think what her fantasies and desires are too, and look to facilitate them. Look at it as a two-way street, right? If you've got desires, if you actually see some, you know, some, some, some time with this girl, right? You've really got to be comfortable to talk about these sort of things. It can't just be what you can get out of it, right? So it's got to work two ways. So why don't you work on and, and speak to her about her fantasies and desires, first of all, and look about fulfilling them for her first. And then perhaps, you know, you, it, it will create a, a space where you can talk about what, you, what each other's fantasies are and just go on and fulfill them. And by the way, anyone listening, I just think I always encourage you guys to, to be like that. I always encourage you to be open about your sexuality, your desires, your fantasies, because you know what? If you're not sharing them within the relationship, guess what? You're gonna share them outside of the relationship. And I'm sure you don't really want that, okay? So, a bit of a crude question, Bilal, but still holds weight, still good value. I'm Mohammed, I Jorad. <laughs> Thank you guys. Uh, authentic from the Authentic Dating Series. Um, big love. Hi, Joshy. I don't always know your worth. Shob Jane. Hi, buddy. Um, I'm glad that you're speaking to Daryl. Um, I hope to have you on our workshop this month. Um, you know, it's going to be great. I mean, spring's here now. Do you know what I mean? The weather's getting better. Um, there's more positivity in the air. It's a great time here. We, as you're saying, if you, you've tuned on a bit later today, um, but earlier on, uh, I was talking about how great the workshop was earlier. Um, guys, it's been a great broadcast tonight. I've really enjoyed it. I don't, I don't want to milk the others off this too much. I want to end it on a high. I think we had a great selection of questions. Um, 
But yeah, look, guys, again, if you're looking to you know revamp your lifestyle, right? We've got a lifestyle transformation program um, here. Uh, we've got a seven-day program. You know, we're involved a lot of approaching. There were 70 hours of approaching. We've got styling courses. We've got etiquette courses. Um, you know, we, we've got so much we can offer you guys. It starts with you reaching out and just asking me, what can I do for you? And then I ask you where you're at. We jump on the phone and we identify the needs, the issues, the the points that need fulfilling, you know, the areas of growth. And we just start that journey. Okay. Um, go on then, Caramel Boy. Well, this is the last question. What's the number one way to get rid of social anxiety and not give a fuck in public places? I got much better, but still working on it. Like I get afraid of when all eyes are on me with my group of friends. Caramel Boy, when all the eyes are on you, right? It means you're taking everyone to school, okay? And I'm telling you, when you, when you, when you do that move, when you do that approach and you talk to that girl and those guys are just, they're looking, they're watching you, right? And they see you pull it off, right? There's nothing but respect for the man that is doing that. I'm telling you, there might be doubt. There might, they might be doubting you. But when you pull it off, that is the most rewarding experience. And it does question their own set of beliefs, right? And that's what I found in, in, in my life for a long time. A lot of people that I moved away from really challenged my work. But then when things started coming into fruition, they're left there scratching their heads going, uh, hmm, or oh, maybe we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome feeling, <laughs> okay? Um, but what I will say as well, the more that you're doing, right, the more action you're taking, the more of this noise it will turn down, okay? Your fear, in, order, in order for your fear, right, imagine your fear is here, right, and your skill is here. Your fear is going to remain there if your skill is here, right? So the more you improve your skill, look what's going to happen your fear is going to go down. Yeah? I'm going to say that again. The more you improve your skill, yeah? The more you improve your skill, skill here, the more your fear is going to go down. You can't remove the doing out of all of this, guys. Okay? Hi, Julia. British Forts. Uh, hello, guys. Um, just done a podcast of British Forts. Uh, some of you guys probably saw that on the stories with uh, my dear friend Alex Zaney. Uh, so I'm sure we'll be notified soon or enough when that comes out. And uh, yeah, guys, I'm ready to call it a night. I've, I've enjoyed the, the podcast, the, the podcast, the broadcast. And um, oh, about, about, God, you're holding me, you're holding me here. Go on, one more question. Go on. In. If you care for someone but worry they can do better. If you care for someone but worry they can do better, better be in final support. Don't understand that question. Sorry about but I don't understand the question. Um, but guys, thank you. I've had a great time. Uh, good night. God bless. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Wherever you are, it's always a pleasure to tune in every Tuesday and, and, and give you something back. Um, but you say, if you want to hit a workshop this month, message me and uh, we'll get you on. Okay? God bless. Take care. If you enjoyed the content, follow me on Instagram at London Dating Coach.